We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Buffalo, featuring conversations with guests from around the world of sports, media, pop culture, and all things Buffalo, with your host, Patrick Moran. All right, what is going on, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Talking Buffalo, your weekday daily driver for Buffalo sports talk and more. I'm your host, Patrick Moran. Thank you very much as always for locking in whether you're listening to this on the audio side sometime on tuesday morning hopefully whether you're watching this on the video side which if you are you might be watching this live we are live not long here after the buffalo bills defeat the pittsburgh steelers 31 17 afc wild card round go on to face the kansas city chiefs joined by my buddy here tell pucks I really don't even, if you're watching this, like audio side, I guess I'm going to do a poor job. Because what the hell do you got going on right now, appearance wise? Are you serious? Like, like, what is that? They're fucking ski goggles, bro. I mean, <laughs> honestly, that shows how long it's been since you've gone to a game because they're, they're, they're like an absolute must have accessory at these playoff games for several years now. They are, man. I mean, you walk around. Every motherfucker's got their ski goggles on. I mean, mine were just on the top of my head. And then, you know, I sat in front of the camera and said, oh, I'll be a dork and, and put them on. Um, but especially when when the, when the snow's coming down, ski goggles are clutch. So that's what I got going on to answer your question. You went to the game. You were there. I went to the game. I made it a half. You made it a half. <laughs> Showed up my house there for the... Uh... For the second half of, of the game. Yeah, what? man. Well, I want to speak to that. I want to be able to, to you know, explain that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, my theory on leaving a game that is three scores or, or, or more beginning at the half is, look, man, I likely saw what's going to carry us to victory. You know, I mean, I saw the coolest shit that probably was going to play out um you know in that game and should we you know lose a game like that where we're up three scores at the half or worse going to the half but yes pittsburgh scored right near the end yes that's right that's right but anyways my theory is we lose a game like that i don't want to fucking be there anyways that's fair right beat traffic 
So, you know, I'm, I'm about beating the chat. And the other thing was what I really, you know, a big part of it was I felt we were in total control of the football game, just total control of the football game. And at the end of the day, my plan was to sell these ones because I was all about next Sunday, right? I was sure. all about next Sunday. Like if, if hosting the chiefs isn't on the horizon, one that I've said and will, you know, reaffirm, I, I would never sell, uh, you know, for the, probably the highest price uh, that'll be on the market. I wouldn't take, uh, if not for that on the horizon, um, then maybe I hang out. But no, man, I went into the game thinking that we would absolutely stomp them. We got out of the gates and, you know, I, I, I felt like that was going to be about it. I felt like a team like that was not going to come back from down three touchdowns. And despite some nervous moments along the way, and clearly the injuries will be worth talking about come next week, that fucking team was never in this football game. I'm sorry. They, they, they were never in this game. We rolled them. We did exactly what we should have done. Uh, and now it's time to talk about, you know, the, the KC, the injuries. And if anyone is at all worried about some of what they may have seen, you know, in the second half out of the offense, I'm not, sure. you, know, you know, I'm, I'm not, um, I, I don't know. I didn't watch it close enough to really even form an opinion on whether it was a we took our foot off the gas pedal kind of thing um but i don't think at, they did yeah it's it, at the end of the day man you know they just uh they got to a point where they just you know wanted to make sure that they kept pittsburgh at an arm's length they did that and even though you know you i i was surprised bro like i, I came here and you were all fucking worked up and shit like it, you were like you were like this you know, oh, I mean, not psychopathic. Yeah, I mean, I was because I was getting nervous. Yeah. I got nervous at some point in that game in the second half. Maybe in, in hindsight, maybe I was a little bit exaggerated, but it just felt like the wheels were starting to look that well, they got come to off a little touchdown, bit. right? Khalil Shakir's touchdown. Safety. Oh, it was huge. But Everybody. Pittsburgh, did, did they ever actually get to within one touchdown? Yes. No, they, no, they no, got, no, yeah, they, they did. didn't. Yeah, they did. They and got what? they got within 24-17 very early in the fourth quarter. It was they got the twenty one seven at the half. They did they did yeah. get to within a touchdown. Yeah, they got they they got to within a touchdown. Um and that would have been you know, look, yeah, okay. Nervous moments, sure. But um nah man, this was uh this was a ten point spread. All right, that uh that played within those margins sure. into the second half. And honestly, depending upon what Pittsburgh did on their final drive, you know, would have hit it right on the nose. It was just, it was, it's exactly, it was exactly the game script minus the points. Like actually big winner today, the over, right? Like that over was like stupid low. Yeah. The game definitely went over. Yeah. I mean, the over was stupid low, like 38. Yeah. You know? Um, so outside of that, it followed the script. And um, the only thing is, the only thing to really talk about from it are the injuries. You know, a couple Kincaid that was fun, super fun touchdown. What I mean, Jesus, is that not the play we've been waiting all year for him up the seam for thirty in oh. a score? I mean, that is exactly what yeah. we've been clamoring for from Dalton Kincaid. It's so, funny, literally, Tone. On, on my show yesterday, I had Joe Miller on, and we were talking about a look. It was mainly about the weather because it was going to have such a short uh, shelf life because we take the Sunday night games Monday afternoon. But one thing we did talk about in regards to the game, I don't even know how it came up, but it was something about up the seam 
And he said, he might have said Dawson or Dalton Kincaid up the seam, or I accidentally said Dawson Knox. I said, he ain't going up the seam. And then I said, ain't no tight end going up the seam. Sure enough, uh, Kincaid did. I don't know. I think take it away from this game before we get to Kansas City. In terms of this game leading into Kansas City, there's a lot to unpack because you can look at it from an optimistic point of view, and you can look at it from a from a pessimistic point of view. I think the ultimate score, notwithstanding, the optimistic point of view is that if the Bills are going to win a Super Bowl, Josh Allen needs to be their best player. Josh Allen was the best player on the field today. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. Running the ball, throwing the ball. Every pass wasn't perfect, and the weather sucks out there, and it kind of was a little bit of a factor. But, man, that laser you talked about to Kincaid for the touchdown and other, this, I think it was maybe his first or second throw of the game to the sidelines to Kincaid for yeah. a for a nice gain. He threw some really good balls, and then he was running his ass off, including the 52-yard touchdown. So if you look at it optimistically, the offense is humming. They, they ran the ball effectively. They threw the ball effectively. Complimentary football that Sean McDermott talks about. They have plenty of that. Several receivers stepped up. Deontay Howard had a 34-yard catch. Dawson Knox, even though he dropped that pass in the second down, they had me losing my shit. He did score a touchdown. So offensively, I thought this team was really good. If you're a pessimist, I mean, these injuries, and we'll get to them, you know, we'll dive into them a little bit more, but dude, those are potential big injuries. I, I don't know the extent of Christian Benford and, and Teron Johnson, although this is not Teron Johnson's first brush with concussions this year, so that's worrisome. It certainly appears that Terrell uh, Bernard is done, and that to me is is the big loss. So you look at this game, and sure, they held defensively down the stretch against a Steelers team that, like you said, they weren't coming back and winning this game. But you look at that field, man. So you got Dane Jackson out there. You got Kyrie Elam out there. You got Cam Lewis out there. Demar Hamlin was out there a little bit. You got A.J. Klein, who was on the couch a couple weeks ago, playing essentially the whole game. Dorian Williams, who's got the shortest leash of anybody on the Sean McDermott defense, he's playing all these snaps. And I said to you, this is a fourth game of the preseason, fourth quarter defensive unit out there, and they're playing the fourth quarter of a playoff winner-go-home game. That's, um, if you're looking at it from the pessimistic side, before we get to the Chiefs, how are you looking at it? Like, are you balanced? Are you really optimistic right now with what you saw? Are you pessimistic because of the injuries? What, what are you thinking right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to use uh, point spread per se to make, you know, to, to make this point. Um, but I would say that in overall Bill's win probability took a hit mm-hmm. with the loss of Ter- uh, Terrell Bernard. What, you know, what, sure. that, what that means exactly, who knows? But, you know, you're worried that more plays inside the game, okay, are now going to go Kansas City's way because of the loss of that player, sure. right? You know, in the worst places, too, <laughs> in, in the places between the hashes where – uh, you know, their best pass catcher tends to work. Although I, I think, uh, uh, I forget his first name, but I, I think Rice might be. Rushy Rice. Rushy Rice might He's be, emerging, might, might be willing or might be ready to, uh, um, you know, to take that spot over. But, uh, yeah, man, it's a, it's a huge loss. I think we can assume it's going to be, um, exactly that. Like the, the, no matter what they said about they getting x-rays now or stuff like that, you know, without, 
Yeah, yeah. We're that not, carded we're off. We're we saw the replay. Him. We're not seeing he's him. He's not playing in six days. That we're he's not, done. We're I, not seeing him again. My focus is on Teron Johnson right now because to me that's the big one. You're gonna lose Bernard, and that hurts. Teron Johnson, that he's He's literally an all-pro slot corner, which, by the way, props to him on making second-team all-pro this year. Well-deserved. No, he'll like that. Yeah, and yeah, I know he will like that. Oh, because he'll probably be matched up a lot on Travis Kelsey. So that's big, man. That's well, big. I don't know that the Bills are going to go. With, uh, I thought I thought about that, all right? I don't remember him ever going man with with uh, w- with Johnson and, and Kelsey. I, I don't think that's a good matchup for the Bills. I think the Bills have always tried to neutralize Kelsey in – uh, in multiple ways, you know, sometimes uh, within the game itself, and then sometimes that might just be their game plan. I think early on we may have, um, I don't know if it was Trey, man, but I, I think we definitely played him man with a corner one, uh, you know, uh, as one strategy going into a game. That was, I think, earlier in the rivalry. Um, but other than that, man, I think a lot of times they, uh, um, you know they feel as though they can neutralize a player like that w- within their within their zone schemes, um, and that's going to change. But without being necessarily an X and O guy who breaks down film, there are ways that I could think of in my head that, given a full week of uh, of preparation, that we could possibly, um, you know, find a way for what we think will be a. Uh, a replacement level uh, off ball linebacker. So we'll hope to get Dodson back, right? We'll hope to. That's crazy. You're well, not wrong. You're not I'm wrong. Saying, you'll hope to, to you'll, say that. You'll though. hope to get Dodson back and then you go Klein or Williams, or in the worst case, there's no Dodson and you go Klein and Williams, which is basically what you did today. So, you know, what do you do from there? I don't know. But how about we just use Dorian Williams as a spy on Mahomes? And, you know, Klein plays his own, and we put Razul Douglas on, uh, on, on Travis Kelsey. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying, with a week to prepare, um, I expect the Bills to have a plan. But I do expect them to still be weakened by the loss of, uh, of Bernard. So it, it, it hurts. It hurts. Sure. It does. Uh, before we get into, like, some specifics or at least stats from this game. And I don't want to ask you a handful of questions about a, at least a small handful of players. Anyway, also just be aware that at any point, my kid may be texting, walking in the door for all I know, I told him to be quiet, but I did abandon my, my child, my once youngest <laughs> child. He's no longer, I was going to say, oh, no, no longer the youngest. Be more no the longer the youngest. He's 20. All right. He's fine. <laughs> but I had to get out of there. My feet were freezing and I felt the game was, uh, was well in hand. And I said, just, you know, take a take a ride share back to Pats or something like sure. that. And now he's getting rides ride share jerked around for like hundred dollars, seventy dollars, stuff like that. So he just keeps walking this way. Um, not to make light of anyone that's ever truly perished on the way home from a Bills game. Um, but you know, I, I'm just making sure he doesn't end up in a in a snowbank. You went sorry, so you went to the game. I uh I was not leaving this fucking house. There's no way that temperature has been on 72 all weekend 72. long. Never lost power. And I'm here in West oh, Seneca. Like you're in 72. Kenmore. So you you can, you got snow, but you didn't get hit as hard as we did. I'm out here in West Seneca. We got pummeled pretty well. It snowed a lot, uh, about at least three feet here. Anyway, I, I'm going to leave the house and I'm probably not going to leave the house. I work from home is my primary job. So I'm not leaving my house. So I have to, which will be probably Wednesday. Anyway, you're at the stadium. 
obviously for friends watching on TV or we're following along on social media, stuff like that. Um, we saw all the videos and photos of getting the stadium ready, the shovelers, the field itself looked fantastic, obviously on TV. How were the seats? Were they, was there snow all over the place for you where you were sitting? Was yeah. it difficult to sit? Did you sit on top of snow? No, nah, I mean, not really. Um, we'll call the seats, uh, uninhabitable. Um, but honestly, it's like, I don't, um, I'm less impacted by that, by just the way mine are set up. Uh, I'm on an aisle, which I don't give a shit about, right? So I'm right on an upper deck aisle and I'm in that tiny little eight person row at the very end of the upper deck. Right. So as long as us like six or eight people or whatever we are, all right aren't like, you know, jockeying each other, you know, too bad, which, right. you know, you don't in smaller, uh, uh, how cold was it? What, how fucking cold. Yeah. That's one thing it was. Here's a jerk off move by me. Right. So, um, I did the McKinley shuttle in, right. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, not the, the ride share. I was going to do the ride share back to the McKinley thought I could get away with, uh, uh, you know, with pretty reasonable fees until, you know, numb nuts over there is probably going to cost me at least a 50 spot for whenever he gets, uh, gets someone to take him here. But I did the McKinley shuttle and this is actually pretty fun, man. I felt like kind of the bus hero, you know, so I'm in the seat right behind the driver and you know that they're kind of, their instructions are, they've got to pull off to the side. You know what I mean? Like they had some guidelines that they needed to be following. Right. But I can hear the drivers on the walkies getting all agitated with each other. Like they ain't fucking directed us nowhere. They said they were going to direct right. us. And I just started to feel out my driver. Like, man, you know, like what if everyone on the bus just like, so he's like three rows. He's in the middle. He's in the middle, in the middle of traffic in the middle. Of, uh, aisle whatever it's called what's it called lane thanks um and i'm like what if everyone just had to piss man you know because that's how my son got off the first uh uh the first shuttle that he took over there and i could tell right away this guy was like well if everyone had to go i'd just let you off the bus right and then i start hearing the buzz behind me right like you know like we're willing to just start throwing this guy money just open the door right <laughs> right in the middle of traffic it, it didn't matter just look i know we we know you got to turn around all right. And you, you're probably being told to get it to one side of the street to let us off, but we're good to go. And my man went for it, dude. And we just all emptied, man, like a bus just stopping in the middle, in, in the middle lane of traffic. And we all just got off. And then I do, I feel like the, I was, I feel like I should have gotten a little more love than I did. Like people just started walking <laughs> off, like paying me no mind. I, I was, I, I thought I would get some love. They probably thought I was an absolute asshole, but it was a solid move. It was a solid move to uh, to get that bus uh, to get that bus in there. It didn't seem like the weather was bothering fans on TV. Um, oh, those snowball games, man! Forget forget the whole throwing them at the at the at the field and the players and stuff like that. I mean, that's like just jerk off stuff. But those snow throw games when the Bills yeah, score and the snow, that, that is people. just that dude. Cool. That is way 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 cool to be a part of. All right, so the Bills fuck, the man. Bills come out playing great. They they win the toss, they defer, they get a stop, they get the ball, go right down the field like I said, second throw of the game, precision to uh to Kincaid. Uh I think Dawson Knox scores the first touchdown. Uh then Pickens fumbles and uh Ooh, I thought I'll tell you something, man. During that during that review um 
I took a lot of trips to the bathroom in the first quarter for, for warmth. Like I'm right on, I'm right on an aisle. Like I explained, I could get to the bathroom in 15 seconds and get like a solid minute of warmth and then just shoot right back, like completely uh, un- uninterrupted. Um, and I was in the bag. I, I, so I, I, you missed the fumble? No, I oh. saw the fumble, but as soon as I knew there was going to be a review, I headed to the bathroom. Oh, okay. Come on, man. Well, I, all right. I mean, I'm excellent at this. Honestly, so, anyways, um, only seeing the, the, you know, the replay on my way, on my way to the bathroom, you know, I didn't sit there and, and, you know, focus on it. Um, I thought it was going to be one that they uh, did not have definitive enough uh, cause to overturn. I thought I thought mm-hmm. that was a it was bang bang. It, I, I I mean I just didn't think I can't even remember what it was on the field. Uh, it was a fumble on the field. No, it was incomplete on the field. Yeah, incomplete on the field. Like okay. I just thought, no matter no matter what, I remember yeah. it even being that to me was a play that was too close to overrule. It was going to be sure. what it was. Uh, you know. On the uh, yeah, that was a challenge by as, as opposed to the one that the Bills did not win, which I personally thought was a reversal all day. Like that one, that he was in bounds when he recovered that football. He that did. Was, well, they're saying I don't know it, what they they're were, saying. That they were no, saying the fucking for, crown of the helmet. Freer the crown of the helmet was not touching out well, of bounds. Just, no, not him. They're saying Pat Freermuth's helmet it took graze the ball and Freermuth was out of bounds. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so okay. That's, okay. So that's why. But it, I didn't get it, that. It was, I mean, it being, was really being there. Yeah, I didn't get it. It was really tough to see. But anyway, so yeah, the Bills come down. They score right away. Seven nothing. Bam. Dawson Knox touchdown. Pittsburgh gets the ball back. Pickens fumbles. Um, first play too, man. Right for the jugular. He, again, the throw of the day. Josh Allen, twenty nine yards on the seam. They go right at it. Uh, twenty nine yards. Dalton Kincaid. Bam. Fourteen nothing. I immediately started thinking, when am I going to leave this game? As oh. soon as he got that touchdown, as soon as he got that touchdown, I was like, okay, I watched, so we're I, on bounce. <laughs> we're on bounce. Watch. It's, it's 14 nothing. They look great. I, I tell myself, I'm watching the game, the usual suspects. My wife, my son, his girlfriend, I said, I'm not going to mention KC. Not talking about KC, not going to do it, not going to look ahead too much. Then Pittsburgh gets the ball. They drive all the way down the field. Kyrie Elam gets beat a couple times, uh, draws a pass interference or gets pass interference on him, and then he gets an interception in the end zone. Which, look, I don't want to beat up on Kyrie Elam too much, okay? But and fi- look, that was he didn't have a chance to drop that ball. He turned around and the ball literally hit him in his hands, and then he falls out. Oh shit! I got an interception here. Anyway, good play by him. All right, he made he made the play, and then the Bills made them pay. Drive down and get around to the forty eight yard line, and then bam, Josh Allen with just a a man's man run, man. That 52-yard touchdown, I'm up. I'm jacked up. It's 21 nothing. I'm like, this shit is a wrap. Josh Allen, they don't want no part of him. They don't want yeah, that smoke. Yeah, they don't want to tackle yeah, his ass. Um, that's, that's right where I was. That's you, right where I was. You know, let me tell you something. So so the Chargers game, all right? I'm, I'm following Twitter during the Chargers game, heavily drinking. But I'm following the game, or, game on Twitter. Which one was that again? The Chargers game. The no, game. I know, but where, what was the drinking? Uh... I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. But here's what I do remember. Matt Perino put out a tweet during that game when Josh was playing like shit. And he was talking about, I think Josh Allen's the best player in the NFL. I think if you're starting a franchise, he's probably your first overall pick today. And I agree with that. But he said, but he also said he's playing like shit because he did kind of play like shit at times in that game. Yeah. And I look at games like this game on Sunday, and the, those are just things that other guys don't do. Lamar Jackson can score a 52-yard touchdown. He's done a million times. It's just different. 
You combine the ability to run through somebody with the speed and the athleticism and the arm strength and the plays he can make. He threw that ball on the run. He had a, in a second half. I don't know if you saw the play or not, but a completion to Stefan Diggs where it looked like he was going to fall out of bounds and he did it again. This guy just does stuff that nobody else in this league does. Nobody else in this sport can play or do what Josh Allen does. And that 52-yard touchdown run, I mean, holy shit. We haven't seen um, as much of that Josh this year as we feel like we've seen sure. in other years. All right. We have also said on this you know, format and, and also others have said the same. I want to do, I just want to plot one comment. Yeah. Because this is to the point that you're talking about too. Cody Smith, good friend of mine, by the way, back in Florida. What's up, Cody? Uh, he says Lamar can't take the hits like Josh can. And, I, and that's true as well. Josh takes a beating and he doesn't get hurt. Well, he gets hurt, but he doesn't miss time. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to maybe just go a slightly different direction than that. I okay. think Josh can break tackles better than Lamar Jackson can. Great. Like, sure. like I'm not sure that Lamar has ever really, um, you know, lost time or been affected by like a, you know, a hard hit or something like that by getting lit up. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if he's not juking you, Lamar, that's, that's probably, you know, it's probably advantage you guys. Sure. You're probably going to be able to make the tackle if you don't get juked. Right. Mm -hmm. Josh, however, will juke you. And break your tackle. He did all three of those things in 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 that. It's not in, an anomaly either. Run. He did he it last week too against Miami. It was Miami. a broken tackle. All right. He he starts the run by breaking tackles. He keeps the run going. All right. With a juke about halfway through it, almost like a kind of reminiscent of the James Cook play last week, where Cook like just stopped and yeah, let yeah, everybody yeah, run by. Yeah. It almost looked like Josh came to a near stop at one point, but I think it was fair to call that one a juke, right? So it's. Break a tackle, juke, and then pull away uh, for the for the touchdown. That's you know, I mean, that's that is absolute NFL films. Uh, you know, when when Josh Allen is 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 talked about and his career is reflected upon, that one belongs up there because it said everything about him, and we just weren't allowed to see that Josh. Like Josh just wasn't allowed to do it. Yeah, through the first half of the season. You know, you go back to last week against Miami, that third and 13 run for a first down. He's dead to rights, man. There's two Miami defenders, uh, got him three yards before the first. He just goes through. Weeks. And yeah, so fucking crazy. So he man. does stuff like that. Highlight real stuff. Again, that throw to Dalton Kincaid. Look, I'm not saying he's the only quarterback to make that throw. There's lots of great quarterbacks who can make that throw. But combined with all the other stuff, man. And then you look at his numbers, 203 yards tonight. 72 yards rushing, three touchdowns. And you know what the most impressive thing to me was? And I could be wrong, but off the top of my head, I don't think Josh Allen threw one interceptable ball this whole game. And I'm like, if Josh don't throw a pick, you're not, I don't think you're beating the Bills, man. I really don't. The Bills have been their, the Buffalo Bills have been their own worst enemy this season with turnovers. And if Josh ain't turning the ball over and again, it wasn't even like Pittsburgh dropped gifts. Josh gave them no gifts on Sunday. Um, so he was just spectacular. He was the best player on the field. Uh, James Cook ran the ball pretty well when he did have an opportunity to get a hole. All right, don't move off the off the Josh part too. Right, you know, too Why? What's too, that? Too I'm far. No, no, because I want to I want to compliment you. I know you were probably carrying your thoughts a little bit longer because you saw me in the middle <laughs> of texting my kid over here, but apparently his his Uber ride has begun. You know, so <laughs> if you hear a door open here like uh, is this Tony Puckhaber here? 
Uh, that's him. Um, but a great point on the Josh not throwing the um, interceptable ball. The interceptable so. ball today. You know, the only one I can think of was actually to me a fucking whale of a play. Just he needed a little bit more air under it. Uh, but it was one down around the goal line to uh, Stefan Diggs that. Um, the Steelers defender jumped up and just and just got a piece sure, of Roe, it. Sure, Roe fell. got a piece of it. Yeah, it was yeah. a nice, a nice play. Yeah, it was good right, play right in my end zone. You know, I was, uh, I was excited for that one. I yeah, the, that Kin- the Kincaid play was uh, was the opposite end zone. Um, but yeah, man, like Josh was great with with the football, and in the second half, you know what? Maybe I have an answer for when I said. If any, if if there's anything to worry about from the offense, kind of running stagnant in the second half, maybe maybe that was a good thing. Maybe that was Josh just saying, "I'm gonna play a boring fucking half football." It's like the fucking road team, you know, in the Sabers. You know, once they get a two nothing lead, you know, it's over. But mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, early in the second period, because they're just gonna suffocate the shit out of that team, right? Out of us, out of the Sabers. Um, who I hate, by the way, still, <laughs> regardless of today's three nothing win. But it felt like that's the sort of ball that uh um you know that the Bills played with the three score lead and 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 Josh uh was fabulous in the uh in the first half and careful in the second, and it was a recipe for a dub today. Good enough. Can we move on though? Can we move on to the biggest motherfucking game that no, uh, not yet. Oh my god, oh my god, it's the biggest home game in the history of this franchise and you keep wanting to talk about the Steelers. What, okay. All right. Well, let's talk about AJ Klein's game. Fucking one of the best quarterbacks of all time and best tight ends of all time. And his fucking megastar girlfriend are going to be here in six days. But how about the way AJ Klein played today? <laughs> let's hear it, Pat. You are not a game recapper. I won't tell that you are a look forward. Uh- <laughs> not always, not always. I love talking about games, but there's never been a game I've wanted to talk about more than the one that's coming up this Sunday at 6.30. Holy fuck. It is on. It is fabulous. It's the greatest week of leading into a Bills game of all time. So you're the goddamn weekday daily driver of Buffalo Sports. Could you please drive the narrative? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We are live here talking Buffalo. I'm with Tone Pucks and uh, transitioning, I guess, because you're going to make me do it anyway. We're not going to talk about this Steelers game, I guess, anymore, whether I want to or not. Well, maybe we'll bring up elements from it because this is the first time, and this is the point I was trying to get to here. This is the first, we've been hearing all year long. Look, if the Bills are going to win a Super Bowl, it's going to be because Josh Allen carries them to a Super Bowl. It's going to be because the offense is going to score 28, 35 points a game, and the defense will make a couple stops along the way when they have to. Uh, the defense has played very well this season. They've kind of exceeded, I think, some expectations, and the offense has been really roller coastery up and down. Today was the first day where I truly believe that the Bills could win a Super Bowl because Josh Allen, if he's not turning the football over, can put this team on his back and play his best football now in the playoffs and beat Kansas City and beat Baltimore and beat Frisco or wherever the hell would be coming out of the NFC. I feel like this offense is good. Enough. Do you think this offense, as you, what you saw today and what you've seen down the stretch with the Bills basically been playing playoff games now for a month, is this offense good enough right now as things stand to win a Super Bowl? And by the way, no Gabe Davis today either. With John Sherfield did nothing in his place. And it didn't matter because he still put up 31. But is this offense to you good enough right now? Yeah, if they stay at the clip that they were at today, then we'll give it to the offense, right? Uh, we'll, we'll give it to the offense in terms of them playing at a playoff level, um, you know, between now through you know, what would be the, would be the Super Bowl If yeah. they, you know, the defense has got to be where the, uh, they got to get healthier. Yeah. I, 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 mean, not I out, but the other guys, they need Teron Johnson man. they need Rasul Douglas. Those are the two guys that I think they really need. Maybe they could get by without if, um, who's the corner went down to the Christian Bedford. If he's down it's a good player, he is a good player. He's the one who that one that we're arguing player. about whether the fumble happened or not. Did, it, did he have the punts? It, it was Benford who made the play on it. Benford is Jesus. He's a good player. He is a good player, and he he got hurt on that play. And well, that's the problem. That's the problem. As excited as I am for KC, and as I started to be for KC even last week before this game happened, sure. two things happened this week, and neither of them are good. All right, the Bills lost key players. And the Chiefs started to look like the old Chiefs yes, a little bit. Yes. All right. So those two things are not happening at the uh, at, at, at the best time. I think it'll matter in the spread a little bit. Um, it, it, boy, it's it's already out. I mean, we sound like idiots because there's no question that it's already out. But I'm going to say the Bills probably get the field goal. You know, the nobody Vegas give the field goal. They right? give the field goal. Yeah. When I say when I say get, I mean uh, they, they get as much as the home field okay. uh advantage. Um you know, Vegas isn't gonna isn't isn't changing on on a Terrell Bernard injury, no matter how much you know we know it's gonna hurt the Bills. Uh so my guess is Bill's opening at three. But um and I'm not saying that had Kansas City not looked good or had Bills, the Bills not suffered injuries today that I think it would be that far off of three anyways. But I think both those things matter. All right. I th I think Kansas City looking like they're they're, you know, they're finding some rhythm 
And I think obviously uh, our potential losses. They got to get some guys back. They're going to matter. It's going to matter in this football game. It is. And what we just talked about, the Bills are going to, Josh Allen's going to have to carry the scene with Super Bowl. This is last week. If we were talking Bills, KC, and just completely look past the Steelers, which you did, I would have said the Bills can score 21, 24 points, and this defense is good enough to throttle the Chiefs. I don't feel that way anymore because I saw a Bills defense in the fourth quarter of a playoff game again that had Dane Jackson and Kyrie Lam as their corner, Cam Lewis as their slot. When they went to that dime package, DeMar Hamlin's coming into the game, and you have A.J. Klein and... Dorian Williams, you got to get some of these guys back, or the Bills oh, are yeah. going to have to score thirty plus points. You know who we haven't mentioned when we talk about potential guys to get back, and I know we've mentioned Dotson because of the injury to Bernard, and of course we've mentioned Douglas because of the injury to Benford. Mm-hmm. Getting Taylor Rat back would be huge. Sure, yeah, <laughs> getting Taylor Rat back would be absolutely huge. You know, because they do so much, you know, in that in that area. Now, when what you know, when they add Hill, they could stretch it. You know what I mean? And as good as Rice has been, I don't know that he can. He certainly no one stretches somebody that you know stretches a team the way that Hill did when he was there. But you know, I, I just I don't know how much they 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 stretch a defense like like they used to. But you know, they still run very good intermediate. Uh, with with Rice and Kelsey, and you know the intermediate is is, sure. is where where the losses came. They're not really on the boundaries, you know what I mean. If you if you want to talk about a couple guys that have to step up, you know this coming week in the face of the injuries, it's your two veteran safeties, right? I mean, we, we, we can't. Yeah. I know we don't want to put them in like singles and stuff like that. I get all that, man, but you know. It's not really a, a game where they can afford to play a you know a two deep a two deep shell. They gotta come up and make make some plays, man. You know what I mean? AJ Klein cannot fucking check Travis Kelsey, but if you know if Mika Hyde's got an got an eye out over there and can peel in the double, then better off for it. I just I, I I'm. Do you like Sean McDermott enough to know with spot? a week with a week of preparation what's going on in Orchard Park, knowing the injury situation, and we don't know how things are going to play out. Again, this could be you're going to lose Bernard, but you could get Douglas back, you could get Dodson back, you could get Rat back, and those are three big. Sean not to McDermott, Sean McDermott's ability, all right, to manage these losses and know how to game plan around. Uh, you know, his roster strengths, I'll put it up against any fucking coach in the league. Okay. I, I, there is no one I would want more than Sean McDermott when it comes to game planning uh, in the face of these injuries, man, because Sean McDermott, unlike, unlike us, you know, we talk about AJ Klein, you know, it was on his couch two weeks ago. No, man, it was uh, it, it, AJ Klein s- spent like, you know, a few days off the off the practice squad. All right. All right? But it, it, he was always on McDermott's radar. M- McDermott plans for catastrophic scenarios where he's down to his fourth fucking linebacker. He's just that guy. He's just that guy. And I think he'll be excellent. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I do. I think they game plan terrifically, and I think he um, he's as good as anybody 
at playing to the strengths of his of his back seven. I mean, he's excellent at it. He's he just is. It's gonna now if it makes him blitz more or something like that. If he's having trouble getting home. Or that was a little you know, bit of a problem today. If by the way. Yes, it, yes, it was. If he if he switches some things up, all right, with with rush schemes where he takes big risks and stuff like that. Well, then I, you know, I reserve the right to say, eh, okay, that wasn't the right move. But in terms of preparing a player, all right, let's say story one. Let's say like it's just it's got to be Williams, it's Klein Williams, whatever. All right, uh, preparing a player. Um, you know, and putting him in 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 the spots where he's not where he's not going to kill you. I, I'll, I got the guy I want ten times out of ten, and that ten well, times out of ten, I want the guy I want the, doing that. I think that's fair. I, I I truly do. The pass rush today, and that that is the one. Mason Rudolph, they only got to him. They only dropped him once. They got, I mean, they got some pressure on him. He took some hits, but he's a third string quarterback, and they were down twenty one nothing in the second quarter. There were opportunities for more sacks, and the Bills did not do a very good job of getting consistent pressure on Mason Rudolph. It goes without saying they better be better next week against Patrick Mahomes at getting some pressure on this guy with a four-man rush. Um, again, there were some moments. Greg Rizzo, I, th- I told you this, I-, I thought he played excellent, especially in the first half. I thought he was great. But uh, missing guys, our, our, our buddy Rodney Massarella pulled up a comment. I want to say this too because there was one play. What was up with Vaughn Miller with that whiff and his chance to ramp up the quarterback? That was ridiculous. He's about near the end of the game where he kind of just pushed the quarterback. I don't know what the hell that was. He should have had a sack. But what I will say is I kind of like to hate on Vaughn Miller. And so whenever he's on the field, I've been watching him specifically. And with my naked eye, maybe the film will tell me otherwise. I thought Vaughn Miller did a pretty good job. I saw some spin moves. He had an inside swim move. He was doing things that I haven't really seen this season. So I'm actually, despite that, you know, dumb play where he should have had a sack if he was had any awareness of Mason Rudolph having the football in his hands. But I actually was encouraged a little bit by Vaughn Miller, uh, his play against Pittsburgh. Well, he was, he, he was signed to be a factor in this coming week's football game. Albeit it was, uh, you know, an Achilles tear and a uh, and a domestic abuse charge ago, um, you know, has passed since that since that signing. But you know, this was it. You know, he didn't. He, you know, it didn't Cincinnati last year, and now this one. This is the game he was signed for. Look, I don't expect him to uh, to make the impact that um, you know that he would have made uh, when healthy. I think mostly what he what I see him doing right now is. Fucking just going so wide that uh yeah, that, that he, the, he and he collapses back. He's doing the same thing every I know, time. But he's doing it back. All right, he's going wide and then he just then he just like collapses the pocket back. I, I hate Vaughn. I I've not been a Vaughn guy. You know, I, I I I campaign for the Bills to to leave him off the active roster for the playoffs. I know, I know. I, all but I'm, I'm, all I'm you, saying I, is is uh, everything I'm seeing out of him is that same thing. I, I I stand by what I said, whatever it was, two three weeks ago. I don't mind him being on the active. Um, you know, on the game day roster and stuff like that. I'll take him over Kingsley Jonathan, although Jonathan, you know, is a nice player and obviously the fresher, healthier guy, but I'll just I'll 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 take my chances with the guy I'm paying a boatload of money to and is gonna wear a gold jacket someday. Um, but I'm not I'm not depending upon him in those in those crunch times. In those crunch in, in those in those clutch moments, it's Floyd and Rousseau. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and maybe well, he's playing clutch moments though. Maybe I'm by well, he's he's 
He's on the field in clutch moments. Because he was on the field at the end of the Miami game when Tua threw that interception on that last series. He was on the field for in the rotation. Plays. In the rotation they when, the team, inside. when the team yes, yes, they that's a big part of it. So sure. they don't they'll 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 I be just able feel like to keep getting, so on I feel the like field. he's closer. We'll see, man. Might make a play. It might come down to a play. Fucking fabulous, man. My God, it'd be and it would be just, you know, so Buffalo to, you know, to wrap up that game <laughs> with a guy that a month ago we wanted to throw out of town for being, a uh, you know, a, a domestic abuser. But yet we'll be, you know, fawning all over him <laughs> when he makes the sack to take us to the AFC Championship. You know, that's that's yeah, who we are, it. you know. And that's, I, I, there's worse scenarios. Gen- that's okay. Generally speaking. That's okay. In, I, you know, NFL fans. I'd rather in, be a bad person. In their fandom, a, we are bad people. A bad person with a good football result is something I'll be able to live with a little bit easier. Uh, props, by the way, Scottish Bills, who, who commented, these are great games. I don't mind staying up late for here in Scotland, all the way in Scotland. Thanks for... Uh, the great show, guys. Appreciate you tuning in today. All right, so we talk about the Chiefs, man. This is chapter seven now of Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. It's 3-3, um, but Patrick Mahomes is 2-0 in the playoffs against uh, Buffalo. Dude, so many storylines. First of all, Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game in his career, so this is going to be the first on Sunday, that's gonna matter. Oh, that's he's huge. never that's, he's never had a well. That's huge for the story. I don't. I, I'm sorry. I don't think it's necessarily huge for the outcome of this right. game. But as far as storylines going in, sure. All right, the fact that his first road playoff game ever, a two-time Super Bowl champion already, and his first road playoff game ever is coming to the Mafia. Um, th- that that helps the hype train in a in a big big way, and I think it. You know, for for Mahomes haters out there, you know what I mean. There are. It's not just Buffalo who sits there and looks at it as uh, you know, kind of a stunning stat that he's never played a a road playoff game before. Um, and now we're the team that gets to, you know, that that gets to be that game. host. It's so juicy. It's My Monday God, night. It's I'm starting insane. to juices. It usually takes me until like Thursday or Friday to really get the juices flowing for a a big game, playoff game, regular season game, whatever it may be. This is going to be one of the biggest Bills home games ever. You know, obviously, not of one of it is the uh, biggest. I would argue one. All right, let's one, go. I, let's the one go. I would argue is the fifty-one-three game against the Raiders. It was the AFC Championship. Yeah, their first. I knew that's where right. someone would go. And, yeah, but I, I think the Bills huge. were the better team. I mean, the Raiders were good coming in, but this is. Maybe if you look outside of Buffalo and you look outside of KC, because most Buffalo people are going to like the Bills. Most KC people are going to like KC, especially Nick Wright. We're going to hear a lot of fucking shit from him all week long. But I would say this is close to a coin flip game nationally. Like the national people who cover this team, if they're being honest, I think it's kind of almost like a uh, a coin flip game. So that Raiders game, I kind of it felt like imminent. The Bills were going to smack the shit. It's- out of the Raiders. It's going to be posh to pick the Bills this week. I'm just telling you right now. It's going to be what? Posh, it's going to be so? it's going to be posh to pick the yeah. Bills this week. You I got so? I got the national media coming in probably around 65 to as high as 75% Bills. Really? You think so? Yeah, I think I, I I think I think again, the national media won't be giving Maybe because Josh played well today. That's yes, good. that, yes, that, that, yes, that yes, it's going to be like, loud. They won ugly like 17-10 against the Steelers, you know, the offense is still you know, leaking all over the place. But the fact that they were pretty spot on today, effective running and throwing, I think that will guide. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Buffalo is going to be the posh pick, man. 
Um, that kind of scares And it's me. the juiciest game of the week, too. I mean, you look around. I'm not just about Buffalo. I'm talking about the whole playoffs, like the whole yeah, it's second round. the juiciest round. game in years, man. Uh, yeah. You know, it, 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 this, this, this will resonate with uh, – with with NFL fans all 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 throughout the league, man. You Last know what I week. mean? This people are gonna look at this and because it's it's the venues changing, because it's at the the crazy mafia. I think if it was in Kansas City, I think NFL fans would be just as bored with it as we are. All right. But the fact that it the fact that it's Mahomes on the road that you've never seen before in the playoffs, yeah, man, this is it's going obviously it's going to take an ending, most likely. All right, to go along with it for it to go down in the annals sure. historically. But the buildup uh for it is um it's it's a historic one. It's last a historic week, build up. Last week I had you on the show and we were, I was trying to talk Buffalo Pittsburgh and you had no interest in that. You were all about Kansas City, <laughs> literally down to the uh Feed me Casey t-shirt you had, you had on with your 7-Eleven hat, which by the way, with the tag on, did you end up keeping that hat? Yeah, I got it. You got it. You kept it. Yeah. All right. So anyway, we're watching football Saturday and we were concerned about Cleveland too. And we talked, I remember after we were done taping, I was like, I want Cleveland. I want Cleveland. But I mean, by the end of that, I, I got nervous and I'm like, you know what? I think I might rather play Casey of those two teams. But anyway, it doesn't matter because at 430, Houston smacked the shit out of Cleveland. And then we get to Saturday night, knowing that if Miami won, you would have been playing Houston. We would have been playing Houston. Where were, where were your loyalties on that game Saturday? Like, did you, were you rooting for Kansas city so that you could play them? Or were you rooting for Miami to get Houston at home? Now you're talking pedigree and hype and, you know, the dream matchup, man, this is Ali Frazier on Sunday. Or the potential easier opponent? Like, what were you rooting for on Saturday night? I'm sorry, man. I got five Facebook notifications I'm so excited about right now. I, <laughs> what were you saying again? <laughs> no, I caught it all. I caught it all. Um, I I turned a little bit. Um, I turned a little bit towards wanting the easier game or the perceived easier perceived, game. Sure. The easier quarterback. All right. Let's say that. Um, when we lost a day of rest, okay. When it, when we, you know, when I knew that our opponent would have, um, you know, whatever, whatever it was, eight days versus our six or seven versus seven five, five, however yeah. you break it down, um, that which is going to matter now with these it injuries, does. it's so it, much more. It does. That extra day might matter plenty. It does matter, and and so I found myself. Well, I began by kind of wanting Cleveland because in the perfect. In my in, in my perfect uh, you know play out of the of the playoffs, I would have Cleveland beating Baltimore. Uh, beating Baltimore. Like like I would have never guessed that that Houston would be able to beat right. Baltimore. So I needed I wanted Cleveland to win that game for that you know for that to happen. Um, and I really thought they would. I thought like when it, when I watched Cleveland down the stretch, you know, granted it was at some pretty uh, you know against some pretty bad opponents, but. I was like, damn, man, this team looks good. And I was surprised. I was surprised that Houston stopped them. But obviously, so Houston gets up on them early. Well, not super early, but, you know, before before it hits triple zeros, that's for sure. Uh, so you start thinking ahead. And, yes, I I was like, all right, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind Miami winning this because I would rather, um, 
I want. I, I would. Ra- I would rather. I'm not would, afraid of Kansas City, but I wanted Houston. Great but it never player. got to a point. It never got to a point with me where, like, like oh, when Miami scored to to make it 10-7 on the Tyree Kill, you know, duck of a long ball. I wasn't like, all right, you know, ba- you know, all right, but you know, back in the back in this, I was never cheering that hard because Agreed. I al- I always knew all right, that the alternative was still what I wanted anyways, even if we have, you know, less days to prepare for it or whatever. It's still, it just screamed an all-timer, and I want to, in in my life, all right, be a part of as many all-timers as possible, you know. Um, And it's, I I fell right back into uh, Feed Me KC with with the greatest of ease, um, you know, as the uh, as as that game, I was resigned to much it, more transparent. It didn't matter to me, man. I, I I wanted Miami, but I was resigned. They could have played that game a hundred times in those conditions with that Miami roster, and Miami would lose a hundred times. They were never going to beat the Chiefs in Kansas City in that stadium in that weather with the makeup of that roster. Miami is a soft ass football team, man. They are all sizzle, no sake. They are. They, this is they're in the Dallas Cowboys. You know that Spider-Man meme where they point at each other? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, Dallas yeah. and Miami, dude. Same types of they pile up numbers, they roll you if you stink, they're good at home, and then it gets crunch time and it gets tight. And they're timing based off, and the quarterbacks play shitty games in the biggest moments. And they just they're a soft team, man. And if I'm a Miami Dolphin fan, I, I don't know if I want to again in a long-term deal. And you better get some grit, man, because that team is just, I don't know, they are a soft-ass uh, football team, which, circling back here as we kind of wrap up here, with the Chiefs. I know, I can see that smile on his face. As I said, yes. I said we're wrapping, wrapping up. up. If you're watching on the video side, <laughs> someone's kind of like half asleep and he kind of perked up, as I said, as we're getting ready <laughs> to wrap up here. See, that's why, so even if you listen to this that. podcast, you should probably go back afterwards and, and check out the YouTube uh, video version anyway. But seriously, as the, the, in terms of the Kansas City Chiefs, look, they looked really good on Saturday, but even so, Rasheed Rice has emerged. I think he's legit now, and I don't think that's a fluke. I think he's just become a good receiver for them. But still not that impressed with that offense. They could have scored more against Miami. They should have. They leave points on the board. They make a lot of mistakes. Jawan Taylor's getting at least one holding call a game. That's always going to happen. That's insane. The number of 19 penalties. 19. That is unbelievable. Kelsey's dropping. How could that guy? 34. Kelsey's still a great player, but he's 34 years old. He's slowing down some. He's dropping balls. The other receivers still suck. Mahomes throws a couple interceptable balls every game. And I still see a team that is not really that good on offense. They might've looked pretty good against Miami, but again, playing them in their stadium, a team, by the way, they had nobody on defense. Their defense on paper was no better than the Bills' defense in the second half of this game here against the Steelers. The difference is the Bills were playing the Steelers and Miami was playing the defending Super Bowl champions. I guess what I'm saying is if you have a right to be concerned about Kansas City because of their pedigree, they got Patrick Mahomes. They had a great defense, by the way. Their defense has been good all season long. I just don't think that offense is that good, man. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. 
The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And on that note, Pat, I think that's a terrific way to wrap up this show. <laughs> you don't want to talk Sabres? No. Um, no, I'm, I, I want to just comment quickly on, on, on all that. Um, I didn't really hear anything of the probably the 45 to 60% of what I, what I heard. I, I didn't really hear anything that I would disagree with. I think it, I, I think you're, you're spot on with the, with where they are right now. And the you fact that about rice and Kelsey, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you, man. It's just ne- neither one of them are really I, like, I'm not X and O in this game. Okay. I'm, I'm straight fucking like, Ooh, you know what okay, I mean? Right? Chocolate boy. <laughs> Chocolate boy. That is not a race related thing. All right. Happy Martin Luther King day to everybody. Um, I mean, I'm just giddy. I'm sorry. You, you know what I mean? I'll look at some X's and O's. I'll talk no about it that. a little bit. What does Sean McDermott do? If Sean McDermott goes by the old, uh, you know, uh, rule of, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to take what you do best away. Is it, is it time to start talking about, you know, taking away rice over Kelsey? Those are great conversations to have i just fucking i'm no good at having them because i don't watch any film you know <laughs> i'm just gonna sit back i'm gonna think about this matchup hall of famers all over the place fucking the mega star in the in the suite you know taylor taylor she's got to be coming. taylor if you're no you're not coming if you happen to know hey Kev, <laughs> you get the fuck out of here um how did you? What, did you really think, Kevin? Did you really think you Steelers fan? I got the tell audio people. Think, I got to describe. Tell me you didn't think for a minute. Tell me yeah. you didn't think for a minute. Come on, man. Kevin Hewitt. By the way, we were, Tony's referring to on the audio side for people listening to the show. He's a, a friend of Tones and a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Who's he's fun. He's fun, him. and I, you know, hey, when friends watch, man, I like that because <laughs> it means we're laughing. We're laughing together, and that's really all I do this for. Or for the laughs with some select few. I don't know why any of you listen to me <laughs> at all. I'm terrible. Anyways, though, man, I, I'm just uh, I'm just all in on the uh, on the entertainment value of it. And oh, back to Taylor. Taylor, so, if you're listening, all right. If you know you're not going to come, just don't. She'll like, be there. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just wait until like the last last minute. I want to. I want to have the whole week thinking. You know, thinking that she's coming. You and you I know, are on the. I want. I want guys or... like. I, I want guys like you know in the Buffalo. I want interns in the Buffalo News to write about how much it's going to cost. You know, like in in police patrols or whatever. You know, or does she just kind of ride as part of the? Because you know we're going to like that. I'm just saying. Got it like that. I don't know that she's got it like that, but I know we're going to fucking be trying to find out because <laughs> there's no way that story's flying under the radar. We're going to oh. find out taxpayer dollars being spent to find uh, <laughs> to, to secure. Taylor's nah. That, I'm looking forward to happening. finding that out. Uh, but whatever. It's just, it's, you know, come on. It's super fun. It's so good. It's so good, man. I, I just, 
I cannot wait to be there. And I, I, I learned a little bit from this week too, because my my toes froze way too fast. And you're definitely did not I finish selling your the tickets. story? Did I finish the story I about how I, I went to take a piss in, and lost, lost my gloves? I lost interest. In that like, because I, I branch off like from one story and go to seven different ones. I don't know if I ever finished the story because I was talking about <laughs> taking the shuttle from the McKinley Mall, mm -hmm. and then I just went off on a tangent and didn't finish the fact that when I got off the bus, you know, when I got the bus to stop in, in my in, in my heroic form, um, <laughs> I had to take a piss on the way to the stadium, and yeah. I put my fucking gloves down. And forgot mm. to pick them back up. Walked into the stadium gloveless, man. Now, were they, they expensive, pricey gloves? Ah, take a hit there. Thirty, thirty-five. They were super warm, though, man. I mean, they mm. were, they were, they were, they were picked for the, you know, yeah. for the, for the event, you know. And uh, that was rough. That was rough. Thankfully, I've got real deep pockets on the uh, on the Kinesis, uh, uh baseball. Uh, <laughs> parka that i that i have because you know that shit looks warm man oh that shit's dope dude are you kidding me i've gotten i've gotten more swag from being a freshman baseball coach at kinesis than my girlfriend an english teacher of 20 years <laughs> i can imagine let's get the fuck out of here man do you think do you think taylor swift what percentage you put it at her being here with it again 82 82 i put it at higher than that I think there's almost no chance she's not here. I think someone, at least someone's going to get in her ear and be like, Taylor, there's some crazy motherfuckers there. Yeah. Okay. And like, if, like, if you happen to leave your sweet, open a crack, they will throw an ice snowball right at your face. <laughs> um, I'm not, not me, man. There's not one reason me. why I'm, I'm just I saying here. people I, are going to get unruly. Like I want to have some fun with her. I want to, I want to. I want old boyfriends on the on the jumbotron. You know songs that she's danced to. You know what I mean. Sure. You know, mocking her back. I would love to have some fun with her, but you know, this fucking region, someone's going way overboard and making an absolute <laughs> asshole out of the whole thing. One base. thing that we saw from the game that we actually both kind of said to each other, actually at the same time, that's going to be really cool is if you watch that Miami Kansas City game. Taylor Swift, that whole sweet box, they were drifting back and forth to whatever it was, all in sync. I'm like, I want Josh Allen or Stefan Diggs or something. Dawson Knox would be perfect too. Score a touchdown and get the whole offense together and just start doing that shit in sync. That would be an epic parody of uh of her. So I don't, I don't think know. you can do it. You do that shit early, you're gonna look like a fool. You're gonna look like a fool. Yeah. All right. If you lose that football game, I think it's on us, man. Last, I think I I think the fans need need to troll that dance. Last question here: How much is at stake with this game? Obviously, the season that goes without saying. The Bills lose, they're done. If they win, they go to the AFC Championship. We all know that. But if they lose this game at home, it's going to be really hard to just to say that. Listen, we're the uh, we're the New York Knicks to the Chicago Bulls in the 90s. You know what I mean? They're just a team that you, you can't get past them. Um, this would be three times in the playoffs they beat us. I don't think Kansas City's ever been more vulnerable during this time than they are right now with a very inconsistent offense. If you can't, the pressure's going to be on, man, because if you can't get the job done this time around in Orchard Park, I, when are you? When are you going to beat the Chiefs? When it matters, not the regular season, because that don't mean I'm, I'm not gonna say it don't mean shit, but it ma and this matters. This is what it's all about. You know, this would be what 
third straight year of getting to the divisional round and losing, and two of them would be to Kansas City, and you would be 0-3, Josh, against Mahomes in the playoffs. And for the first time, Bills KC, I think the Bills have the better roster, where I don't know that you could definitively have said that up until this year. I'll put it to you like this, man, and I, I get it. Like, under normal circumstances, if this season played out where the Bills were, eh, I don't know, 10 and five at one point, you know, finished it 11 and six, you know, with a couple of meaningless games down the stretch or whatever. Um, and this, this game presented itself. I think there'd be plenty of reason to, to look at it and say, man, there's so much on the line, so much mm -hmm. on the line for this, for this team and, and this run, but that's just not how I'm looking at it, man. I, I'm going to be honest with you. All right. I feel like I'm I'm fucking playing with house money right now. Really? From where this season from where all this right, season six six. from where this season was six weeks ago. Okay. All right. To be hosting the Kansas City Chiefs in a semifinal game. I get it. Losing would would certainly entrench, you know, the the Bills as the uh you know, uh as the inferior of the of the era. So what? Who the fuck's not thinking that already? They got two bowls. <laughs> we got none. There's nobody on the planet that puts Josh Allen ahead of Patrick Mahomes, although sometimes when we see games like today, we're tempted to do it. Nobody is out there saying that, you know, the Bills, you know, belong in the conversation. The only ones who kind of think they do is us. All right. So if we want to prove ourselves right and we do belong in the conversation that, you know, that this era doesn't solely belong to Patrick Mahomes, then we got a motherfucking football game to go win on Sunday, man. But if we don't, we ain't no difference. It's just what everybody kind of feels of us to, to begin with. And and we got a ride that we didn't see coming a month ago. So, again, I, I'm you know, it's just the way I look at things. I'm, what can I say? I'm a glass half full kind of guy. <laughs> and I'm actually anything but. But, uh, you know, in, in regards to this football season, uh, I have found some glass half uh, glass half fulls. I may have just said empty when I meant full. Um, you yeah. know, house money, house money. I really do. I feel like this game is house money. That makes it that much more fun. That's when fun. when you just when I thought you were, when if you would have ended the question by saying how much is on the line, all right, for this Bills team right now to win this football game, I was going to say absolutely fucking nothing. Really, man, man. I, I'm not going that far. Uh, well, I'm just uh, you know, right. yes, I'm not saying. Obviously, we 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 take we take a step. Right? We take a step in in a, in a narrative that we belong in this conversation. If we go get a bowl, if we want to talk about ourselves in the same breath as of Kansas City, you know, if we think the only thing that's keeping us all right from from doing it is having them here, then you got to go. You got to go do it because right now it's two nothing them, and no one in the fucking in the right mind thinks that Josh Allen is better than Patrick Mahomes right now. You know, as far as his overall career is concerned. Career, yeah. Skill-wise, that's a fair debate to have. I will say one thing, though, and I look, I, I agree with what most most of what you said, but here's what I would add and why I don't think that this is playing with house money. To me, a, an organization, the Buffalo Bills, that have been a Super Bowl favor now for, what, three or four years in a row? To me, the, the, the window doesn't close. If the Bills go on and they lose by a field goal or they lose by 14 on Sunday, the window's not closed, but I don't think it's going to be more open than it is right now because for a couple of years with the cap, 
You're not going out and filling your roster with Taylor Rapps and Leonard Floyd's and somebody gets hurt. You could go out and get a Laval Joseph with three and a half million halfway through the season. Those types of players, the salary cap, the, the, the ability to go out and add to this roster with as much veteran depth and talent as they've been able to do. So that's why I'm like, not necessarily saying it's now or never, but I just don't think there's going to be a better opportunity, an easier opportunity to get to the Super Bowl than right now because you got a team that's, again, not that great on offense this year in your house. And I, I believe they can go into Baltimore. And I'm not sure Baltimore is going to be Houston, by the way. I'm, don't sleep on Houston. Like we were kept saying, oh, it would have been nice to have Houston come here. Maybe not, man. That offense is pretty goddamn explosive. Well, what's funny is that, you know, I never would have wanted it to be Miami. I think they would have just done to Miami what they did, like, you know, all over again. So I was, I kind of got to a point where I was like, "Eh, you know, maybe Houston's just young and dumb enough not to give a fuck. Yeah, Houston has a better chance to beat Baltimore. I still think Cleveland had the best chance, but Houston has a better chance than Miami would have, I think, to uh, to go into Baltimore and beat them. But that's getting... Now, that is definitely getting ahead of ourselves. Last point, and we're getting out of here. Uh, Thursday night, not even a point of note. Thursday night, because the Bills won and it is Buffalo, Kansas City, want to let people know that I am actually going to be live Thursday night at Casey's Black Rock Tavern, which is, by the way, a Kansas City Chiefs backer bar. Yeah, Our buddy yeah. Vinny, the owner, is a huge, lifelong Kansas City Chiefs fan. What an awesome fucking dude. I love that dude. But anyway, had a conversation with him. So I am going to be doing a live show with Nate Gary from WGR. He's going to join me. We will preview Bills Chiefs from enemy, I suppose, territory. I work, Although I'm, I'm not going to hate that. Can I work security? You can work security. I'm just saying. You get a couple wings, too. Their wings are the bomb, man. Casey's tapping. Bro, for real. It's really good wings, Casey's. I, was, I looked at my, my, my phone. I was like, <laughs> do I got enough time to grab a double right now on the way home? Yeah. Um. So anyway, that's going to be live um on thursday night looking forward to that very much it's going to do it for this episode for pat moran you're on pat moran you're tone pucks right is that how it goes at the come end come on let's go all right man talk to you guys tomorrow brand new episode